0: Thanks for listening to the CT podcast, a ministry of Church Triumphant. Another opportunity for you to be equipped and encouraged to win, disciple, and send. For further information, go to www.churcht.org. My name is Rachel, and um, I um, partner with Aaron, um, who leads Church Triumphant, and I love getting to do that. we are in the middle of our Heart for Home, a Heart for Home series, and um, this uh, series has been awesome. If you have missed any of the messages over the past few weeks, go back and listen to them online. There's great information there. And um, I was talking to a lady just this week who um, is in her 50s, and she um, doesn't have kids at home anymore, and she's single at this point in her life. And she said, "I, you know, I was kind of like." <sighs> that heart for home series. I don't know about that. Like I don't think it's going to really apply to me, but she said she's come to every one of them and if, if she missed one, caught it online, and it spoke to her. Like the, whenever the word of God is preached, no matter what stage of life you're in and what the series is, you can pull something out of it because God is going to speak to your heart because he wants to change our lives. And so, with that being said, my my message is a uh, heart for simplicity. And Aaron asked Ask me um, several weeks ago, if um, I don't know, maybe several months ago, if I would um, consider doing one of our our uh, messages on this and. I reluctantly said, yeah, um, after he twisted my arm and, you know, did all, yeah, yeah. But no, seriously, like he asked me for heart for simplicity and talking about time management and how we we manage our time and our schedules. And and one of the biggest reasons why I said yes was because when I look around at our lives, um, my heart breaks at times because we allow we allow things into our schedule that just makes it hectic and stressful. And I see marriages, I see families stressed out, some of them collapsing because of just over-scheduling in, in our lives at times. And so um, that's, that's really why I said yes. And to be honest, ever since we started this series, I think that the week following after the message, Aaron and I have... May, okay, so maybe hours after maybe maybe 20 minutes after the message has been delivered we've struggled with whatever the message was <laughs> so this week it wasn't after it was before the message last sunday as a matter of fact we're getting ready for church and um i'll just i'll just tell myself and i and i'll tell the I'll be nasty like I'll tell you how nasty I was, so we're getting ready for church and and uh and, and things are just really I, I I'm thinking about my week the following week, the next week as Monday starts. I'm already thinking about the things on my to-do list I'm thinking about the things that are piling up on the schedule already and and so I'm getting stressed and the week hasn't even started, and I start stomping around the house, slamming things because people aren't picking up things, and I'm like, if people would just help around here, my life won't be as chaotic. If somebody would just do a look, do what they're supposed to do, and take out the trash, or put the bowl in the dishwasher, they would help me with my chaotic week. And And so we're walking out the door, and Aaron says, you know what? This would just be a lot simpler and a lot easier to contain and a lot easier to fix if you would just communicate with me, which that was the message before. Communicate with us what is really going on with you and why you are so mad. Like, you won't have to stop and huff and puff and slam things. This would go a lot better. So our life and our family and our home probably looks exactly like your home and your family. So whenever I, as we're talking about these things, it's not because we have it all together and that we have it, have it figured out. It's just that um, we're, we're real people and we're just saying this is some things that we've tried and that works in our home. Um, so so uh, let's dive in. Um, the Song of Solomon says in, in um, chapter 2, verse 15, Catch all the foxes, those little foxes, before they ruin the vineyard of love, for the great vines are blossoming. And the Song of Solomon is, is the whole book is about a husband and a wife, a, a man who's pursuing his wife, and um, a, a think, thinking about the family. And this, this verse tells us that we're supposed to catch all the foxes, those little foxes those little things that like to come in and steal our fruit steal our joy steal our peace and a lot of times for us it's not those big things that are that are huge in our life we, it ends up being big things because we don't catch the little things. We allow little things to creep into our schedules. We allow little things to keep, creep into our lives that cause us stress and aggravation. And so today we're going to just um, try to catch some of those little things and and reprioritize. Or, or maybe we don't have to reprioritize. We've got our priorities. We've got them listed out, and we say these are the things that are important, but yet whenever we follow through with our schedules and our calendars, we're not really making the things that we say are important, important in our lives. So, prioritizing wisely is going to result in power or purposeful relationships and purposeful living. Let's say that one. I'm going to say that one more time. Prioritizing wisely results in purposeful relationships and living. So when we prioritize, we're going to have purposeful relationships. Our relationships are not going to be shallow or um, just chaotic, and our lives are not going to be lived chaotically, but we're going to be purposeful. We're going to live with intention. Um, May We need to make our spiritual life a priority. And this is this is a big one. Like this is number one for a reason. We need to make sure that we're placing God as number one. That He is the first thing that we, the first thing on our on our list. Number two is family, and then everything falls out else falls in underneath that. And you know, um, one of the big reasons why this something this topic is near to my heart is because for those of you who have not been around or have come around in the last year, um, last Last summer, um, we realized as a family that we were not prioritizing things correctly. And so therefore it led us to a place of Aaron taking a sabbatical for the summer so that we could pull away and we could say, hey, wait a minute, what's really important? How are we using our time? We were allowing those little foxes to come in and, and disrupt and to steal our fruit. And we weren't being effective. We weren't being effective in our family. We weren't being effective in ministry. We weren't being effective with our friendships. We were just being ineffective because we were making, we were making non-essentials essential. We were, making th- we were letting things come in and steal what God had said was important. So um, when we look at Psalm 1, 1 through 3, it says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in, in step with the wicked or stand in the way that the sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. But th- those... Del- but those delight in the law of the Lord and who meditate on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. The first part of that, it says it talks about the person who this is what they don't do. And then this is what they do do. And we taught when we're talking about blessing, it's not sometimes in our western mind like we think blessing like oh we're going to get we're going to have nice houses and big cars and big paychecks and nice 401k's whenever god talks about blessing it's just a fulfilled life so the way we have a fulfilled life is we don't walk in step with the wicked we don't compare our lives to society and what they say is important we make sure that we're we're taking time to meditate on his law day and night. So that's just not one little piece of our life that we take and we're like we don't compartmentalize God and say this is God is supposed to be active in the whole 24 hours of our life and he is supposed to be the number one in everything that we do and then it gives a promise that the person that person whenever they prioritize whenever they look at God and meditate on his word day and night we're going to be pl- we're going to be like trees planted by streams. We're going to have leaves that are green and flourishing. We're going to have fruit on our vine that is big and looks juicy and, and that the world would want to follow. But if we do things the way the world does and we prioritize the way the world does, our leaves are going to look like fall leaves, you know, in the fall when they look all, like, brown and just nasty. and the, you know, We're not going to look right— we, uh, how many of you guys are even just sitting here today thinking about all the things that we're going to have to do this week and how chaotic your week is going to be and the things that you've already said yes to, that you've already committed to, and you're already stressed out and worn out and worn down. Like You you know those people that you're like, you, you kind of want to avoid them because you say, what are you? How How's things out I'm just tired I've, I'm just so busy I've got this and, this and this they already look worn out. That is not the way God intends for our lives to look. He intends for our lives to be flourishing and so when we meditate on him day and night, we make that an intention. We are intentional with our time. Thanks Sandra. If that helps <laughs> uh, and so one one thing that um as we've been talking about our orange curriculum with our kids, like in children's ministry and stuff, and one of the things that they talk about is the phases of our kids. Like, they go through phases. We've got the, the toddler, you know, the baby years, the toddler years, the middle school years, the high school years, all those phases in our, in our kids' life. Um, This is just a representation of how many weeks we have with our kids from the time they are born until the time that they are 18. We have 936 weeks. That's not really a long time. For two of my kids, these gumballs are all gone. They're adults. And yes, I have influence over their life still because I've built relationship with them, but the but my relationship with them looks different now. And so for my boys that are in the seventh and fifth grade, at this point, half, almost half of those gumballs are gone. Half those weeks are gone. And I'm like, Was I in, have I been intentional with that time? Have I imparted into them All that God has required of me. Have I I made that a priority? Or have I made other things more important? Have I made others more important that that were maybe good things? But yet my first priority is God and then family. Have I done that? And then everything else. And if I allow everything else to creep in above that, I'm not going to be using my time intentionally. And my kids are not going to get the best part of me. But first of all, the only way they're going to get the best part of me is if I make God a priority first. The only way I can impart into them God's wisdom and his truth is by spending time with him. I don't have wisdom and truth on my own. That comes from me spending time with him. And then out of that, I can impart into them. And same with you. And some of you guys maybe don't have any gumballs left with any of your kids. Sandra says no. She's an empty nester at this point, complete empty nester. But that doesn't mean that you can't start being intentional with your time with them. Whenever you have conversation with them, turn it back to the Lord. To whenever they come for you for wisdom, turn it back to the to the words of of, of God and what He says. And um, you know, uh, we um, we. My kids are playing flag football, and for us, we told, do an event like one one activity. Like we don't let our kids do baseball, football, track, and then um, Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. Well, the boys wouldn't do Girl Scouts, but you know, like we we to, or or a, a musical instrument. Like we try to figure out. What thing grabs their heart, and where they're going to be good? Because they, if they're a good baseball player, they're probably not going to be the best football player. Or if they're great at, at, at um, academics, they're probably not going to be athletic. Like we try to figure out with our kids on purpose, like where their heart beats and what they really enjoy doing, and we say, run after that and do that really well. Don't do 50 things and do them half-hearted. Do one thing really well that was just something that was imparted to us when our when before we had kids as we were watching another family raise theirs and something that we just tried to do with them but but anyway back to the flag football game (laughs) the flag football game um, we play since they play flag football they're on a continuous clock because they have games one right after another and the clock never stops except for two times, and anyway, like, I'm the mom that pays attention to the clock, and all my flag football buddies are laughing because I'm the mom, the clock, the clock is not running, run the clock, or if it's not supposed to be, I'm like, the clock, it's supposed to be stopped, but you know what, in life, that we are on a continual clock, the clock doesn't stop it is continually running and what are we doing with those moments of time that we have and some of us in here have realized like life is short whether you have 80 years or 20 years it goes by so fast Are we being intentional? Are we using our time to God's glory? Are we making making non-essentials out of essentials? And if we are, we need to reprioritize and make sure that our essentials are the most important, the thing that we're spending most of our time on. Let's talk about church attendance for a second. got to go there. I'm sorry. As a pastor's wife, I want, I, I like, not not that I like sit back and take attendance. Oh, okay. Denise was here to this Sunday and this Sunday. Oh, she will all wonder what's going on. Like, but you, if you want your kids, if you want your family, if you want your friends to, to understand that God is important in your life if they were to look at your schedule and look how many times you gather with believers, whether that's on Sunday morning, your small group, if you're serving, what would they say? Would they be able to look at your life and say, God is number one where you're using your time? Or would they question it? I can't answer that for you. But statistically speaking, in two thousand in the year 2000, majority of church attenders, I'm not talking about, like, these are people that say that, that they attend church. Like, they are churchgoers. They go to church. Church attender, attendance was that people only missed one Sunday out of the month in 2000, two, the year 2000. In the year 2018, church attendance has dropped to one Sunday a month across the board, one Sunday a month. The average church attender attends church one Sunday a month. I don't know what else to say about that, but if, and if, in, in statistically speaking, too, they're saying that the 18-year-olds, once they graduate and leave home, they're not making church a priority. And you've got to wonder if the reason why they're not making church a priority was because it wasn't a priority in their home on Sunday morning is sleeping in more of a priority or is the basketball game that's coming on or the, the, you know, sports, all those things have crept in on our Sundays and we've, we've said yes to them. And so we've got to look different. Like, like Psalm, Psalm, Psalm one says, we do not walk and step with the wicked or, or, or go in the way that the winner, that the sinners sit. We can't, we can't, We cannot compare our lives with the way that the world does things. Because we will always come up short, and we will always be dissatisfied, and we will always walk around stressed. But if we want a life that is fulfilled, a life that has fruit, a life that is green and flourishing, we have to we have to compare our lives, not to the person sitting even in the pew beside us, but we have to compare our lives to the Word of God. That's what's going to tell us how we should be spending our time, what path God wants us to take. Um, Greg Oshel is a pastor out in Oklahoma, and he says this, is the yes worth the less? So if we say yes to something, we're going to have less time for something else. Just an example in our own life, this past week, that, a couple weeks ago, um, we had already um, planned a, a double date with a couple, and um, it was on a Friday night, and um, we were, we were going to go out to eat, and then something else came up that that we got invited to. And we could have squeezed that other thing in before we went out to eat. But we looked at our schedule and we were like, you know what, we haven't connected with our kids all day long. Like Our kids left in the morning, went to school. like We only had just a few short moments to be able to connect with our kids and we were gonna make that a priority. If we, made, if we would have said yes to the invitation to celebrate with this other family, which was a great thing. Like, it's something we celebrate. We love this, but it gave us less time with our family. And so we had to decline because we had to make sure our family was intact. And that's one of the things that led us, that led us to having to take a sabbatical last summer was we were just saying yes to way too many things, and we had to prioritize. And so when we, say, when we say no to something, it's not because we don't care, because sometimes those yeses and nos are hard. Like, they are very hard. But I have to stop and say, what's the God Yes. Or what's the good yes? And sometimes the good yeses look like a God yes, but they're not. Because I have to go back to what are our priorities? Number one, God. Number two, family. And then everything else. I would have went to that, that celebration had we not said yes to the other couple already. Like the, and So we just had to, to stop and look at our calendar and say, what, what was the most important in that moment? Um. Psalm 16.4 says, those who run after other gods will suffer more and more. So when we run after things other than God, when we place things above God and we run after them, our lives are going to suffer. Our kids are going to suffer. Our relationships are going to suffer. Our friendships are going to suffer. And and um, I just quickly looked up the definition of idol because that's really what was happening here was, you know, we don't... We're not like the Old We don't look like the Old Testament. We don't build gods out of, you know, golden statues and bow down to them. But we do build God, gods out of things. We build gods out of sports. We build gods out of hobbies. We build gods out of um, you name it. Like we, we make other, anything that is above God is, is another God. It's an idol. And it says an idol is any person or thing regarded with blind admiration Adoration or devotion? How devoted are you to your sports teams? How devoted are you to your kids at times? They can become gods. How devoted are you to those things that are on your schedule compared to your devotion to the Lord? Are you saying no whenever a church event happens to those things that want your attention? And you know, like several years ago, us as a church looked, sat and looked, and we did a whole series on simplification, and we wanted to make things simple for you. We wanted to not do Sunday morning, Sunday night prayer meeting on Tuesday, small group on Wednesday, something on Friday. Like we wanted we wanted life to be simple on purpose so that we weren't confined to the four walls of the church all the time and we were taking our message out. But at times I feel like we we've gone from one side clear over to this side. Like we we have so like we have so abandoned the things of the church that we are not getting filled up so that when we are going out to those sporting events or hobbies or things that we're a part of, that we haven't been filled. We've not been in community with one another. Somebody that's going to help keep us in line and stay the, stay the track to go clear over here and, and make them a priority over God. There's got to be a balance. Like we can't go from one to the other. We we need each other. We need to come together and we need to grow together, but yet we also need to be involved in my kids need to be involved in sports. They they are learning so much in that in those sporting events I'm not down on that like they learn how to play as a team and they learn how to encourage one another and they learn how to handle the kid that's just not the nicest on the team because we are like and we're talking about those things around our table not about the kid but how to love that kid and be kind to the kid who's not nice like we're we are doing those things so we those things are important but they cannot be prioritized over the things that God wants us to be about and really discipleship like Matthew at the end of Matthew Jesus gives us gives us a command he says go into all the world and make disciples is your schedule allowing you to go into the world and make disciples and that discipleship has got to start in your home and then bleed out into other areas of your life discipleship. If we're not, if we're not using our, our time to disciple, we're not filling the great commission. And, and the church cannot be the thing that disciples your children. Like we should be we should be the thing that is adding fuel to the fire that you're already placing in their lives at home. Because Deuteronomy says that we should talk about it when we come and when we go. We should talk about Jesus and his, his, his word when, when we sit down, when we stand up. So that's all day long that where we are instilling the truth of Scripture into our kids, into those around us. And so, going back to the, is the, we, is the yes worth the less? Like, wh- what motivates us to say yes? For Aaron and I, like, when we stopped and thought about that before we, during, right before the sabbatical, like, what people thought about us was motivating our yes. Because if we said no to that celebration... Would they think that we weren't excited about their adoption? Were we worried about what they would think, or if we were the great well, my pastor doesn't even show up for this like so we were allowing what others thought that thought about what we were saying yes to to determine what we were saying yes to, and sometimes it, as a people person as a people pleaser, it's hard to say no it's hard to make people mad like and and you know, are they still going to be my friend if I don't, if I can't, like I, and so we keep trying to fit everything in, and we are just worn out, and we're not the best. We don't get, we can't give our best because we are worn out. Um, and, and you know what, and society tells us to stay busy is productive. Sometimes that's why we say yes, because we seem to be productive if we say yes to things. But But like I just said, like if we're not, if we've got so many things, like like I said with my boys with sports, if they're doing five different things, they're not going to be really good at one of them. They're going to be mediocre at some of, like all of those things. They're not going to be giving their best. And so we just need to not look at what society says as being, um, as being important. And I'm going to tell a story on myself too. Like we lead a small group and it meets in our home and you know like like all good host homes I would say like hurry up and tidy up the house right before everybody comes so it looks right. And so I had a few minutes and I sat down on my couch and I looked up and I realized somebody had turned off the ceiling fan and oh goodness that ceiling fan was disgusting. (laughs) And and I'm sure that if all of you all looked up at your ceiling fans and stopped it, it, it would probably look the same. Like, oh, so, so we have one, two, three, four, five, five ceiling, four ceiling fans in our home, and I am sure all of them look like this. They are gross, and I was like, oh, I don't even have time to like if I. Ah, oh, if I dust that off before everybody comes like there's going to be dust everywhere and then I'm going to have to dust everything again and it's just going to, it's going to be nasty. So you know what I chose to do instead? Turn I turned it on. Exactly. I turned it on. But that probably made it gross. I mean, there was probably that was probably the reason why Ashley was coughing through the whole thing like I am blowing dust everywhere and it's just It's just gross, but that's the truth. And you know what? A lot of times we do that with our lives. There are places in our lives that are dirty and nasty and gross. There are relationships that are hindered that we need to go and have a conversation about. Maybe it's you and your spouse, and you just don't want to have that hard conversation. And so instead of pausing and stopping and taking a breath, We turn the ceiling fan on. We make our lives busy so we don't have to address the mess. So if we would stop and pause and address the mess, my friend Ashley wouldn't be coughing through this. and she would she would get out of what we she would get out of our small group what, what she was supposed to get out of and her life would be fulfilled and your your relationships would be awesome if you stopped and you addressed the mess. Like I know those are hard things to do. Those those are not fun and they hurt and they're nasty, but do you want to keep going on? with a hurt nasty relationship it's not worth it and that's one of the reasons why this message is so like heavy, like i said yes to it because i, I see you guys like not like day and i saw us do it like we just started getting busier and busier and didn't stop to address the thing the root of the problem but i'm telling you whenever we stopped and addressed the root of the problem our relationship was better than before. We weren't, I mean, we told you at the beginning of the sabbatical, we weren't headed, it wasn't, like, we were good. We weren't headed to divorce. We weren't, like, we, like our family was good, but it wasn't great. And I was, we were tired of our lives being good and not great. So we, we hit pause. We hit reset. Like Christiana talked about today on the about starting point, we hit reset, and some of you today may just need to pause. Be the proactive one in your family and say, "Let's pause for a minute. Let's reevaluate." Is what and some of you may pause and reevaluate and look and say, "You know what? We're doing good right now. Like, our, this is our priorities, and and they're line, and and the things that we're we are doing are re- are lining up with with what we're saying is important in our family. But some of you may be good, but not great. Stop why it's good so that you don't go to bad. And if you're bad link arms with somebody that can help you get things back on track so that it goes from good to great. Because in the body of Christ, we should be the best examples of what a flourishing relationships, flourishing families, flourishing life looks like. Blessed is the man who meditates on his word day and night. Blessed is the man, and your life will look green. You'll have fruit on your trees. That's At the end of the day, that's what I want for our life for our family, what I want for you guys. And so in order to do that, I'm going to go to, to number three. Your list must include rest. <laughs> and to, we all say yes, yes, all rest and nap, take a break. That sounds wonderful. But we don't make it a priority. We were not making it a priority. We had a day off on the calendar, but we weren't really making it a day off. And, and a day off isn't just a day off. A day off, whenever God set up, sabbat- set up the Sabbath, it was to stop and to worship him and to think about him and to meditate on him and to be refilled so that we could go back out and do the week again. When we don't stop and let Jesus refill our lives, we don't have anything to give. We don't have anything to give our kids. We don't have anything to give our spouses. We don't have anything to give our coworkers. We are just depleted. Rest is an essential. If Jesus did it or if God did it after after the six days of creation, the planner, the creator of the universe, we probably need three or four days, (laughs) to be honest. Rick Warren says this, that we're supposed to divert daily daily make Jesus a priority daily, then we need to withdraw weekly. We need to pause. We need to think about him. We need to worship him. We need to just, just be in his presence. Have fun. Have fun. When was the last time you and your family did something just for fun? That you laughed and giggled together and didn't think about the to-do list and didn't pick up the phone? Didn't take the computer with you. When was the last time? It should be weekly. And the the thing is, like our smartphones, our computers, they're supposed to make life a little more convenient, but I'm telling you, they make it a little more chaotic. Because we want quick responses whenever we send texts. We want, you know, the bosses always, you know, check your emails and do this. And like, we, those things are, are supposed to be for our convenience, but at, at, at what cost of us not connecting with the people that live in our own home at times? Withdraw weekly, abandon annually, take a break. And some of you may say, well, we, don't, we can't afford blah, blah, you can't do that. You, you really can't afford not to. And, and maybe, maybe, and it doesn't have to be extravagant things. Angie and, and Steve talked about being intentional with date nights. It doesn't have to be extravagant. And I can guarantee you that if you give your kids some time, they don't care how much money you've spent for the time that you spend with them. There are lots of things that you can do that does not cost money, but at the same time, maybe you've, re- you've prioritized your money wrong. Maybe you're spending t- mon- your money on things that... Football has not been cheap for us. So if we're doing every sport and my kids are playing everything and we're spending all this money that I could be investing into a vacation, a time away to relax and have fun together... Those are the things that our kids are going to remember. I know that you cheering on the, the sidelines is important to your kid, but at the same time, spending time with them is going to be just as important. You know, whenever, if you, if you do anything as far as exercise, they always say that you, you need a rest day. Your muscles need, need to rest. Like, your body needs rest. So your spirit needs just as much rest. You have to rest. Aaron put this porch swing up here on purpose, like, just to remind us, like, that th- this has been up here since last week. So there's been several times that I've gone out to my front yard to sit in my swing. I'm like, I can't rest for two minutes. He's not there. But also at the same time, I when we moved to town, I intentionally put my porch swing in my front yard. So that I could rest in my front yard. But so that I could take time to be neighborly to my neighbors. Because I wanted to build relationship with my neighbors. And... And we are always, sometimes I have to pause and make myself do that because I'm so busy running, run to the grocery, run to go pick up my kids, run to do this, that I'm not taking the time to, to do the Great Commission and, and make disciples and build relationships so that I have time, so that I've built relationships so that they'll even listen to me when it comes to the things of the Lord. This is just a reminder to rest. When we prioritize wisely, the results are going to be powerful relation, or purposeful relationships and purposeful living. Purposeful relationships and purposeful living. Psalm 40, 28 through 31 says, Do you not know and have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom if you're weary listen to this he gives strength to the weary and increases power increases the power of the weak even youths grow grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall but those whose hope is in the Lord will renew their strength they will soar with wings like eagles, and they will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and will not faint. The promise is he's going to give us strength, but we've got something to do before he, he offers that. Our hope has got to be in the Lord, and that is what's going to renew our strength. If you are tired and weary this morning, the hope comes from the Lord. Pause. Set. Reset. Hit reset. Like, look at look at the things on your schedule. These are some action steps you can take after today. First, seek God's plan for your life. Sometimes the things on our schedule are not the things that God wants on our schedule, and we're asking Him to bless some things that we've said yes to that He never required of us. No matter may have been a good thing, and it may be in a seasonal thing, but now He says no. And we're asking him to bless it, even though he's saying, well, wait a minute, that's not supposed to be on the schedule anymore. I don't want you to be a part of that anymore. Make space for quality time with those who matter most. Then write down, as you've sought the Lord, and, and as, you, as you prioritize and you say what's important, write down those things that God speaks to you. Write, write it down, and then follow it. That's the key. We can say, yeah, that we we're prioritizing this and we've sought God's plan, but then you've got to do it. You've got to act it out. And so here are some things that, um, some resources that um, I have used in the last few weeks or last, actually, a few months. I love podcasts. I don't know if you guys listen to podcasts or not, but they are a great resource for me because it just keeps me, Keeps me tracking in the right direction. It's a constant... Um, digestion of God's word and, and people that are living life that are giving you practical tips. One of those, one of the my favorite is the Parent Q podcast. The Parent Q app is something that we've talked about several several times here. It's called Parent Q and it's a ninety nine worth the investment in an app that goes along with what your kids are learning on Sunday morning over in our children's ministry and so that app gives you if you have no idea how to start a, start a conversation with your kids about about spiritual things like you you don't know this app gives you things that you can you can start implementing with your kids today because they've talked about it over there, you can talk about it with them during your drive time, during during devotion time, during bedtime, whatever time, wherever, if it's in your schedule to talk to your kids about what they're learning, that is a great tool. The podcast app is for parents, um, and uh, it just it just reminds you to keep what's important. Like, keep moving towards what's important to prioritize your time. The, find the, the natural rhythms of, for your family and what's important. Those are, that's a great tool. Um, Aaron and I live by a Google Calendar. Like, we live by it. Like, he has his things on his calendar. I have my things. We share it. We can see what's going on. And there's got to be places in our schedule that, ha- that says date night. Right, Angie and Steve, date night. We we listened to the message last Sunday and we we set down a date night. We have a date night schedule for the end of the month. So you've got to be intentional. You've got to put things that are important to you on your on your calendar. It's not gonna it's not it's not gonna get done. Right now, media is another great resource for you as an individual, for you as a family, for you as a couple. Um, you can look um, on, in the weekly, and it'll tell you how to sign up for that. There's great Bible studies on there that you you can do um, just personally with your family. Um, you, you need to—I won't go through all the details, but if you look— at the weekly you can it'll tell you what to do on how to get signed up for that um so i'm gonna leave you with this song um it's called beautiful the beautiful things we miss and a lot of times because we're rushing through life we miss a lot of things that were beautiful to us at one time but as we let things creep in um we we miss things and even today um during worship when we were singing about how great thou art and talking about Jesus, um, God, and how he created the stars and the universe. How, how many times do we miss simple things like that? When was the last time you looked at the stars and just were in awe of who God is, not what he's done for you, but in awe of who he is? Because we've been so busy, we haven't even stopped to say, God, you are truly amazing. the The other song that they sang said, let us become more aware of your presence. The way we become more aware of God's presence is to stop being so busy and to pause. We rush through life too quickly. Maybe all your gumballs are gone, but let me tell you that if If the person that you're if you're an adult, like if if you're a parent who's who has a child whose gumballs are all gone, but they're still living, you still have an opportunity. And it may not be the easiest conversation to have, but maybe a phone call needs to be made today. You say, Let's go out for lunch. There's still time. My dad still dates me. <laughs> My dad still takes me out. We have one date for, in particular, in, in November, October that we and me and Leah never, ever. We don't schedule anything else in October because we go to the Pumpkin Show together. It's not really the pumpkin show, it's because we love each other and we love to spend time together. and um, So I would just encourage you that it may seem like you've missed it, but if they're, they're still around, you haven't missed it. Like you still have time. And if they're not and you regret some things that you missed, be intentional with the relationships that you do have now. Don't live in a, in a state of regret over past mistakes because then you're going to miss the ones that are right in front of you now. Be intentional with the people we have. If relationships are important, the way we manage our time is important. So as you leave today, just reevaluate what you say is important and what's on your schedule. Thanks for listening to the CT Podcast and Ministry of Church Triumphant. Another opportunity for you to be equipped and encouraged to win, disciple and send. For further information, go to www.churcht.org